Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. I have a dream that one day there will be an Oscars Academy based on views from the real people. Love so it. the emotions will be deciding which movie should, uh, should get the, the Oscars. My name is Esprit Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. I call it actionable empowerment. Every single episode, you'll hear the story of a fantastic woman in tech, from engineers to founders to investors to journalists to designers, all sorts of different females in tech who have thrived. I want to share their stories with you so that you can know what resources, mentors, and life situations they accessed in order to get to where they are today. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast. We are in Riga, Latvia here at Tech Chill, and it is so exciting to be in the Baltics with the most inspiring community here. Tons of thought leaders, people have flown in from around the world to be sharing their talent, their energy, their insight with this incredible startup community. And now I get to celebrate Louisa. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Am I saying your name right? You're saying it perfect right. Okay, yay. I'm so stoked that we were able to make time to make this happen. Go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody and tell them a little bit about who you are and what you do. So I come from Slovakia, which uh, would explain the weird spelling of my name, which at some point you might see. I am um, a passionate um, ex-golf pro and now a passionate uh, entrepreneur in media tech. Uh, I run a company called UFIRST, which is an um, emotion detection software that looking at the human face can tell by micro expressions what kind of triggers um, are relevant to you personally what will stick in your memory and how to how to change it into into customer behavior that's crazy wait but before we get started into you first being a, an ex professional golfer uh, like a professional athlete at all has that helped you ha- become the professional you are today and and uh, really I mean, just what I hear about athletes is the rigorous schedule that you have and the kind of discipline and all these just skill sets that probably make you an extraordinary person in tech. Yeah, and I think that, as you said, you heard that a lot, that professional athletes um, have a good um, base for becoming very good entrepreneurs because of the discipline. Um, But also we learned a very important um, uh, lesson is that success without hard work is just a coincidence. The hard work is actually what makes uh, what makes success grow and be actually something um, that you can uh, you can um, grow or be persistent. At. Yeah, I mean, in the tech startup world, we're always talking about that you have to have luck. You have to have luck. The only way you could win is having luck. Do you believe in that? That that there needs to be luck. It can't just be hard work. Or do you think hard work can get you 
Um, I think that so good, lu- good luck is is uh, the pepper on top, mm. but without the hard work, it's it's impossible. It can meet you in your in. Uh, I mean, the good luck can meet you, and you're not ready. Yeah. So the hard work has to be there. The good luck is an is a plus. And let's get into your life today. Um, what role do you play at the company, and what does your day to day look like? So I'm the CEO, uh, and that being said, it means that I do everything. And uh, when I was getting into the tech scene, one of the first things that I did was I took some uh, some coding lessons just to understand uh, what the technology does and how um, where are the limits of, of the tech uh, that we're working with. And I strongly suggest to, to for anybody who is in any sort of in, uh, industry to try out different roles. Um, so being a CEO means that I'm an assistant to our uh, our tech guys, and I'm a HR. I'm in. I'm um, basically by, basically PR, marketing, and everything. So, and that's a very special um, um, case for for startups because the face or the CEO is basically the face of the startup. So you're basically. Um, and I say basically a lot, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> now let's started, say obviously a lot. Started, yeah. <laughs> started to count it. Listen, I'm working yes. on how many times yes. I say like. Okay, so. yeah. Good, 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 good. So I'm going to uh, try to avoid that word. But being a CEO is a, is basically a life mission. Basically, <laughs> I did, did I say that? Okay, okay wait. I, I have so many questions for you. Um, so you, you, it's not, um, you first is not your company. You're the CEO, it is my company. Like you created it. Yes. I was the original founder. How do you go from not knowing anything about tech, even discovering where to learn your first line of code, to building this like crazy AI company? So it all started when I was a golf pro, uh, well, actually aspiring golf pro. Um, I realized that being in Slovakia is a very hard job to practice during the winter. So what I did, I was I was actually um, uh, exchanging uh, part of my oh, half of my day for work in a Spanish golf clubs down in uh, in Marbella, which is a very warm warm environment and a very uh, friendly for uh, for golfers in winter uh, for the opportunity to play for free. The thing was that they had no idea what to do with me, so they're just, yeah, we like that you're you're like kind of uh, um, trying new things, so do whatever you want. So I started the first uh, Facebook groups. This was 2006, five, like crazy long time ago. Uh, first Facebook groups. I was hunting hunting possible possible customers of our golf club uh, over social media. So this was like the first touch of the the social media marketing and after i had an incident with my with my back i uh, decided to study digital marketing which i did in san francisco so there obviously there was this kind of mixture of tech uh, media marketing that was kind of starting to mix up with me and then uh, i organized startup weekend in slovakia when i came back and that's the place where i met my co-founders so crazy just like it's just so crazy and how did you discover where to learn your first line of code like there's so many options so many resources where did you learn it and how did you pick it so there was an initiative that was called ruby on uh, well the the code is ruby on rails mm-hmm. and i think the 
uh, it was like a weekend thing, uh, girls on rails or something like rails this. Rails girls? Rails girls. Okay. Rails girls, exactly. Yeah. So, th- so I attended a couple of these. So we were just interviewing rails girls from Riga, Latvia, yeah. which is exciting. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so there's so many chapters of product. rails girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm their product. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. And okay, so you chose that and, um, and then what, how, what attracted you to your co-founders? Why them? Well, it was very, um, very accidental meeting, and uh, because I come like my my uh, family is in media for I don't know years and years, yeah. uh, I kind of felt the opportunity of of uh, emotions being an, a research metric. Right. So that's why kind of we kind of clicked over over the topic, and also I brought them the first investor. So. I mean, and how did you, I mean, that's extraordinary. How did you find that investor? Was it a pre-existing relationship yes, then? pre-existing relationship, very good one. And uh, still, still a very good one. So now we're in the third round of financing. Wow. This was 2015. Are you able to share how you met that investor? Uh, the first one? Yeah. Uh, he was through a fam- family connection. Uh, he is uh, one of the biggest uh, gurus when it ca- came to uh, media buy in, in Slovakia. So he was very relevant uh, to uh, to our business. And that's why he believed in us uh, from the very big mo- uh, first moment. And frankly, there was a, there was a, such a big life lessons that we had. Well, I would say business lessons yeah, that yeah. we had ever since, ever since that first, uh, first round. So, um, yeah, it was a little bit of that, that good luck, but it was also curated luck, be- curated luck because, um, those relationships were, were existing. Where, where is your company today? Like how many people do you have on staff? How much money have you rate? Give us an idea of the growth of your company today so um, depending really up and down about uh, how much we need people for development so that development team is flexible also the psychological team is flexible so we have uh, ranging from six to 15 people depends yeah uh, really then we have a uh, few people that work uh, work for us or with us for on the sales um, there are all over the world, so those are not not in in Slovakia. And when it comes to uh, to financing, we already f- uh, f- uh, raised half a million euros for in Slovakia, and now we're closing closing next round. And the moment I am able to to give out that information, I'll be happy to. But uh, for now, for mostly because I want to, you know, don't, you no, don't. No, totally. You don't have to. You don't have to share anything um, that you don't want to do share. Want to. Yeah, it's yeah. Just not the time. No, I know. I, <laughs> I, want I totally to. get it. And so, um, in that process of growing your company, uh, who have you discovered is your target customer, and um, how do you most effectively uh, share your company value with them? So that's, wow, that's a very, very good question. Well, I purposely didn't use the word convince or sell Mm -hmm. because I think it's important for us entrepreneurs to understand that if we have to convince or sell, it Mm -hmm. means that we're not properly building a solution to a pain point, right? Yeah. And so that's why I'm like, how do you share the story? Mm -hmm. And and yeah. It's it's probably the biggest art out of all entrepreneurship, um, whatever skills that you can have is uh, this one uh, particular. And um, I'm really glad um, that the way that you described it, because um, 
finding a real pain point where you're basically solving and giving value is the number one thing that we we want to do and it brought us through a lot of a lot of changes uh, within our company uh, nowadays we are focusing on two main targets uh, one of them is B2B TV broadcasters. Even though I, I hear that a lot that um, broadcasters are a dying industry, I come from from that background and I still do have a lot of passion for for television the way that it was or the way that it's transforming now into. Right. Um, and I feel that our data can be extremely helpful because they can uh, actually make decision on decisions on a faster faster pace than it was before. And um, we have a second, um, like a secondary kind of target group that uh, we are more passionate about than we're really monetizing it. So we've opened our technology for free for influencers and YouTubers because we feel that they are uh, coming up as a new way of entertainment. However, the tools of the old media market are ex- uh, expensive and they take too long. While as we can, we can create a, a value where people that are creative can be more paid for being creative. So kind of, you know, uh, helping them to make money because we can level up the game between the big players and the small players. Can you give us an idea of like a use case, like a, like I'm a customer. I'm going to, let's say, this is going to sound funny because I don't mean it the way I'm about to say it, but I'm an influencer. I don't mean it. I'm only using it because that's what you described it. Okay. Everybody clear. Like there's no ego involved in this. Okay. So your customer influencers say, you know, that, that, you get what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm I, I hate uh, pompous energy. You yes. know what I mean. Um, so now, how would I use uh, your product to be to to have my best business? So um, most of the times, if you're an influencer, you're making money off uh, of brands that want to publish, mm-hmm. like they yeah. want to they want to use you as a marketing channel. Um, there is a lot of competition in between these influencers, especially when you're not the top tier, totally. but you're like you're like coming up there, but you still are not making enough of money. And we are your selling argument because we can explain to to an executive in a bank. Let's say we had a very nice use case with a uh, with Intesa São Paulo, uh, which is a big big bank uh, out of uh, out of Brazil, um, that. They were picking their their influencers that were supposed to launch their new mobile uh, mobile app, and they picked the ones that were able to track the the highest um, or trigger the highest emotional reaction, and therefore people were remembering that campaign more than than with the other the other influencers. So this would be, for example, one of the use cases when you're trying to make uh, or prove uh, that you are creative. Um, in a way that it stands out. How are you, tra- I guess I'm not absorbing, how are you tracking the emotional reaction? Like, uh, yeah, like how do you know that? How do you know that, that the the consumer or the viewer, the content digester, um, uh, you know, held on to mm-hmm. that information? So we're using cameras on devices. Obviously, every uh, single view that we we record is with consensus. Um, and protected, encrypted, everything, everything. Um, so we're basically using using viewers and fans and followers of the influencers mm. with the exchange of uh, being able to see something as first. So the exclusivity of the oh, content. Oh, which is why it's you first. Yes. So they get, got yes, it. Yes, nice. So they get to see, okay, so it's the people with significant or at least semi-significant yeah. um, 
uh, pre-existing audiences. So they're not necessarily looking to grow their fan base with you first. They're looking to further monetize their existing fan base. And so they're utilizing you first as a platform to, uh, to further brand themselves, legitimize themselves as a yeah. business, form that deeper relationship with their existing audience, which in end, then they can communicate to an advertiser, look, my audience is extremely engaged. Look how engaged they are at just wanting something yeah. first. I know Gary Vaynerchuk has... Um, there's two people. There's this guy, Dom. I can't think of his last name, but he's part of the vlog squad in the States. And mm-hmm. he's a, a YouTube influencer. And he has a messenger chat. And you could you know, opt in to be a part of this messenger chat. And he essentially sends his fans stuff first. Mm-hmm. Gary Vaynerchuk, same thing with his, like, um, oh, I can't think of it right now, the, the shoe partnership he has. Oh, I wish I could think of it. He, you know, and different projects that he's working on. He yeah. has a special text phone number where he sends it to his fans first. These people have pre-existing audiences and they utilize these platforms like Facebook Messenger, text messaging in order to further engage in a more intimate way. And so you're saying you first is now a platform where not only can you engage more intimately, but we can track that for you so that you could better communicate with. um, Yes, yes. So you get rewarded with yeah. the, with uh, with the intimate intimate relationship uh, or some kind of whatever uh, giveaways, and also um, the thing is, um, yes, you are right. You're building off your already existing uh, existing fan base, but you are first of all getting them know getting to know them much better. But also you can you can uh, multiply the same behaviors over uh, next set of viewership uh, viewers. So you essentially you are growing your right, your right. your uh, your views. Uh, let's say we had um, we had an example of um, of a influencer who was using uh, the. Uh, the imagery from Matrix movie, the red and blue pill. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And in two seconds after or whatever, a minute after, in another scene, there was a mention about Dota, okay. the, the PC game. Yeah. The, his viewers or their viewers were zero reactive to Matrix. So zero, zero. Yeah. It was a younger generation, yeah. obviously. They had no idea and no right? interest. But at the same moment, when there was a mentioning of Dota, it's just just that word. Yeah. The the emotion started to peak. It's so, so crazy. You could find out what content yes. really resonates really, really, with your really, audience so really, you could really, curate really. your content yes, further. Yes. So they knew that their hardcore fans are uh, gamers. And yeah. this was an absolutely new new vertical that they could... Uh, had no they, they, idea. Yes. And that then they could pitch to like the esports and to, you know, Activision and all this. And all it's this. so interesting. Yes. And so, also you're thinking differently about where you get your core fans. Yeah. So all of a sudden they were like thinking, we, maybe we should try something on Twitch. Yeah. You know? Now, what is the experience as a fan? Okay, I sign up for this influencers mm-hmm. you first. Um, what is the user experience for me? So the the best way how how we get the most views is when the influencer posts like a little video explaining what you first is, and uh, that they have the the chance to be part of the research. There's only two hundred places left. You just need to click on the link. Once the viewer clicks on the link, there is a consensus about uh, GDPR because we are based in based in Europe. We have to have a lot of lot of protection about how we store and uh, process the data yeah. once you once you click uh, 
it's okay. Then we set up the camera with the lightning and, and there you go. We just watch the video and then if there are any questions, you can answer questions. If not, that's that's it. Oh, and you could do sample sets of just as small as 200 people? Yeah. yeah. So you're not even talking about thousands no, upon no, no, thousands. No, 200 is way enough. And talk about that a little bit more because 200, I literally this whole time thought, I'm thinking thousands of people mm. on a fan base. I mean, 200 is very attainable. Yes, but to be statistically right, 200 for 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 um, a regular standard research is fine. The big the big companies or or political research is done about or is done on 500 people. 500. Yes. That's fascinating. I think it opens all of our minds so much to what is possible. You know, this this podcast, the Women Tech Podcast, is about making what seems and feels to be unattainable, um, showing examples that, no, it is attainable. And here I'm experiencing that right now. You even saying, oh, just 200 people. I'm like, wait, (laughs) I'm thinking of like, you know, like Ashton Kutcher size influencers, you know, where they have like millions and millions and millions of fans. Like, I think there's so many of us that can, um, you know, engage with 200 of our fans and, uh, and, and, to think about that you could seriously curate your content. I mean, I do all these interviews on the Women in Tech podcast with so many types of people and people ask me, you know, like, uh, what's most popular and this and this and that. And I don't, I mean, I can speculate, but I don't totally know, Mm. you know, I just really believe in the core concept and purpose. So I keep doing it, but I can't tell you right now if you guys like AI more than you like, you know, um, fintech more than you like uh, edutech and like, you know, like, I don't know. And that would be interesting data to find out. Yeah. Yeah. And that was that Dota moment that really, really like blew their mind. Like, what? How, yeah. Our people are gamers. Where did they get it from? Like, they do nothing about gaming. Nothing, nothing. So interesting. And so where do you go from here? Where do you see yourself? Um, where do you see your company, you know, even six months from now? Well, uh, we, as, as I was mentioning before, we're just closing our third round. So that would be extremely exciting. Uh, and then we're moving uh, our sales and marketing to Miami, where we have most of our um, broadcaster clients for Latin America. And then LA, as I was, yeah. as I was telling you. I'm excited you. for you oh, to come yeah. to Los yeah. Angeles. <laughs> I love both of the, both of the cities. Uh, so that will be, that will be our next steps and we just keep on going. And I have a dream that one day there will be an Oscars Academy based on, on uh, views from, from the real people. Love so it. the emotions will be deciding which movie should, uh, should get the, the Oscars, not, I mean, nothing, That's nothing, crazy. nothing not, no, no offense, I hope, but it's just maybe like a little super, super yeah. award that goes to, to the human emotions. Uh, the, the audience. Yeah. Mm. And I know you and I have to get rolling to a speaker dinner. So it's so uh, here at Tech Chill. So thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. Where can people connect with you further? Uh, well, I'm uh, happy to connect wherever social media. Uh, LinkedIn is great. Uh, Instagram is great. Uh, Facebook is great. I have everything's open, so I don't... And go ahead I, and spell your name for everybody so they can L-U-J-Z-A-B-U-B-A-N-O-V-A. find you. L-U-J-Z-A-B-U-B-A-N-O-V-A. Amazing. <laughs> Twitter, whatever. <laughs> the, and, and remember, you guys can go to youfirst.ai to check out more. Thank you so much, Louisa, for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. <laughs> it's you. been an amazing experience here at Tech Chill. We have another 
day going at Tech Chill. This episode is being powered by Simplecast. I want to thank you so much for connecting and collaborating on the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. Remember, you could say hello on the social channels at Women in Tech Show on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. I will talk to you guys, see you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. <laughs> thank you. My name is Luisa, I come from Slovakia and I run a software company called Ufers, which is an emotion detecting software that works for anybody who creates video and you're listening to Women in Tech. Women in Tech is an independently funded project funded by you, the community. So the way that you could support us is by going to patreon.com slash women in tech and making a small contribution. Every little bit counts. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash women in tech. Thank you so much for believing in our vision. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.